everyone. Welcome to another episode of Side Talk. So today I have Shelly Sood. She is an author and an entrepreneur, and she is going to talk to us about bipolar. I thought that this would be a great episode um, just to discuss bipolar disorder, um, because I know that a lot of people suffer from this. Some people have it and don't know, and some people um, some people have it and don't know, and some people don't have it and may be diagnosed with it, right? So tonight we're going to talk to Shelly and just find out her experience with bipolar and uh, some other things. So welcome to the show, Shelly. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So you are an entrepreneur. Tell us a little bit about the business that you are currently involved in. Currently, I'm with a company called Geostar, Global Institute of Stem Cell Therapy and Research. And it was started about a quarter of a century ago uh, on the research side, not the company itself, but the research. And I actually launched uh, the Chicago Center a couple of years back. So we offer, um, we offer regenerative therapies, stem cell therapies to patients suffering from degenerative conditions like arthritis or autoimmune conditions, di- diabetes, uh, psoriasis, those kinds of disorders. So it's been, it's been a wonderful experience the last couple of years uh, starting that company. Wow. So is this something that you have always been interested in or did this kind of develop over time? Like how did you get interested in stem cell therapy? My journey started about 20 years ago um, where, when I met my husband and as you know, had indicated, he's suffering from undiagnosed bipolar disorder for over two decades. And, you know, I became basically, you know, blinded by his condition and recognized more of it as a depression type of thing. So, you know, we had suffered and he had filed for divorce. We had a contentious divorce. Ultimately, I eventually saved his life and I got him treatment. And that was a moment I really had my epiphany and I wanted to go into healthcare because I knew that feeling of what it's like to save another human life and to help somebody else. So my journey with stem cell therapy started really from there. Oh my goodness. So here you are working mom. um, She's a mom of three guys and wife. And then you start noticing some change in your husband's behavior or maybe just some things happening and you start this roller coaster ride. How, how many years did it last before it ultimately ended in divorce? We were married for about 14 years and he filed for divorce at that point in time. And I have to say the moment he filed for divorce, I, I had an epiphany and I understood exactly what was happening, um, that this was more of a mental illness that was undiagnosed. So I, I knew at that moment I needed to get him help. So at that moment was when really I started to evolve. So when you, before you um, discovered that there were some issues with him, what type of work were you doing? 
I was doing a bit of consulting. I was in uh, some digital marketing ventures, things like that. I was definitely trying to keep myself active. I had the entrepreneurial spirit. Um, you know, I was in consulting for a while. I worked with, I worked at Accenture, um, so I have experience in corporate America as well. Um, so I dabbled in a number of different things and industries across the board, and always felt like, you know, I, I want to be a mother and I want to spend time with my children, but at the same time, I don't want to give up my career. Right. Absolutely. So what were some of the things that started happening? I mean, like how long, okay. So you were married for 14 years, how long into your marriage or how many years was it before this stuff started to surface that you started to see some, you know, things that were like, Hmm, this is kind of odd. Well, he was suffering from depressive episodes for several years And that was, you know, recognized in my mind as depression. And so the problem with bipolar disorder is that many of the times when patients go to get help, it's usually when they're in the depressive phase of bipolar disorder. Mm -hmm. So this is the worst thing you could possibly do is get treatment for just depression because without the proper diagnosis and a mood stabilizer, you're literally seesaw from depression to mania and back and forth for pretty much your entire life. So, you know, I I did recognize him as having some depression, but then I also was driven by what other people think. I was, you know, the stigma kind of took over. I, I didn't have the awareness or understanding that this was a mental illness. It was basically like, okay, well, you lost your job. This is unfortunate. Uh, get right back up and, you know, try again you know, because we learn the most from our failures. And so a lot of the things I learned from my parents growing up and being raised in a very stable, loving household was you you don't let your failures overtake you. So I I always told that to my husband and I was his number one supporter. So every time he had a down cycle, which he had recognized somewhat as depression, you know, I always told him to get right back up. Oh, okay. So his his symptoms manifested in depression and just like unmotivated and things like that. Um, and you're thinking, okay, he's, you know, I've seen this before and, you know, we're just going to try to like motivate him and, and be supportive, but clearly it didn't work. So after you realized um, that, you know, it was just depression or whatever, was there, <laughs> He just decided that he was going to get divorced and you still did, didn't have a diagnosis for his episodes at that point. Is Correct. That- okay. Yes. Yeah. I had no idea. And I mean, I, I think deep down, I, I really did know it was just too much to face. So for whatever reason, I thought depression is not as big of a deal and bipolar disorder has more of a stigma attached to it. So, you know, I'll, I'll forget forever regret that because there was an opportunity to get him treatment and diagnosed where he actually recognized that he might have bipolar disorder before, um, he filed for divorce way before. So I had literally blown it off and paid a very, very dear price because of it. Right. So, okay. He files for divorce moving forward and you're still working in, you know, consulting and that area. When did uh, the divorce spark this new career for you? Like what, how did this whole thing transition? My dad was suffering from Parkinson's disease for 25, 30 years. 
and I come from a family of doctors. And so we were kind of researching some alternative therapies and potential, you know, solutions for his degenerative condition. And so that's kind of when the light went on during the divorce that I was going to, you know, launch my career. I wanted to do something else. And I never wanted to be dependent financially or emotionally or anything of the sort on a man ever again. So I, I, I think, you know, what happened was I learned so many life lessons during this journey. And then when I ultimately helped save his life, that's when I really, really knew that I want to go into healthcare. Oh, wow. And plus coming from a um, family with all, you know, doctors or people who worked in the medical field, I guess you too probably felt a lot of pressure wanting to kind of, you know, find your, you know, your, where you fit in, in terms of, your career and not being a doctor, you know, because that's not for everybody. Right. But right. I know that sometimes some families, depending on the culture and things like that, like there's a lot of pressure on the kids to have certain careers. So that that is true. They're all doctors <laughs> or lawyers or, you know, right. entrepreneurs. So Yes. Yeah, that, that's a tough one. It's it's a hard thing to, you know, to keep up with. So I, I really feel like, though, it's important that people branch out and, you know, don't conform to those societal pressures, no matter their background. It's really important. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell people what stem cell um, therapy is in the most high level layman's terms that you can possibly tell us. Sure. So stem cells are the master cell of the human body. So all of our organs, tissues, they're made up of stem cells. And what happens is, you know, sometimes people get degenerative conditions like uh, Crohn's disease or um, MS or, you know, neurological conditions. And what happens is there's lots of inflammation throughout the whole body. And these conditions are degenerative conditions, meaning your body is degenerating. So what we do is we regenerate the body using a patient's own stem cells to aid them in symptomatic relief of several of these degenerative conditions that, like I said, Crohn's disease, diabetes, arthritis, um, you know, some of the sports injuries, things like that. So how long does treatment usually take for like a stem cell therapy? Let's say something like um, an injury, like an athlete hurts themselves and needs to get this stem cell cell therapy. What would the treatment look like? Like how long? It would take about a half a day of a patient's time. So they would come at about 8 a.m. or so and be able to leave around noon. So the procedure itself is relatively quick. It takes about 30 to 40 minutes, but it does take time because we do have a state-of-the-art lab in our facility itself to actually reintroduce the cells into the point of injury in the body. So the whole time is about four to five hours. Oh, wow. That's it. And then is there like follow-up treatment? So that really depends. Uh, Our patients are all reviewed by doctors when they submit medical applications. So by our doctor, they'll look at everything and determine how many treatments they would recommend and what their protocol would really be. Wow, that's pretty interesting. And stem cell treatment has been known to be successful, I'm assuming, because you have a whole business, (laughs) (laughs) you know, that does this. So 
Is there any type of patient that stem cell therapy doesn't work for? So a patient that has active cancer, we don't usually take. They're usually not able to do stem cell therapy with us. Um, any patients that have, you know, co several comorbidities are, you know, very far along in their illness or would pose potential risk to their heart, you know, and have some, you know, heart conditions or whatnot, we take further closer review to really determine if they are able to, you know, sustain, be able to actually do the treatment itself, the procedure itself, clinically speaking. Um, so we go through a really aggressive review period with the patient. Oh, okay. So as a um, founding partner of GeoStar, what are your day-to-day -day duties? <laughs> what are what are not my day-to-day -day duties? <laughs> Uh, pretty much, you know, I manage everything across the board. You know, we have a whole clinical staff, of course, nurses, doctors, um, you know, administrative assistants, uh, marketing folks, the whole nine yards, but really all the decisions are made by me um, and go through review with the doctors as well in terms of, you know, any changes that are made in the protocols and things like that. So really, I'm working with Geostar's founders, Dr. Anand Srivastava and Devin Patel. Um, Dr. Srivastava is a pioneer in regenerative medicine and started his career over uh, over 30 years ago, really, um, and has worked at some of the top institutes uh, like uh, UCSD, um, you know, where uh, also... Uh, uh, South Research Institute where the polio vaccine was discovered. So, you know, we work with him, you know, pretty regularly for any adjustments and protocols or things like that. So I would be in charge of that. Um, any changes or any big high level decisions that need to be made come to me. Um, I manage, help manage the marketing as well as the operational. Wow. So yeah, you are got your plate full on a day to day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yes. <laughs> So um, let's go back to your um, helping your husband. When did you realize that um, stem cell therapy might be something that would work to help him in his battle with bipolar disorder? So uh, it was more so my father who was suffering from Parkinson's disease. Uh, you know, one fine day, my mother was at the doctor's office and was looking through a magazine and came across an article talking about stem cell therapy for patients who are suffering from Parkinson's disease. And the light kind of went on at that point in time that this is potentially something that we may want to pursue. Um, we had tried a, several traditional therapies, you know, even the medications and he did deep brain stimulation. And, you know, it was just one failed attempt after the other, unfortunately. So, you know, that's the issue with traditional medicine is that several of these chronic diseases, you know, there's, there's a band-aid. There's really no, you know, there's no cure. There's no getting to the root of the condition itself. It's more of a band-aid um, used by, for, for medications to manage the illness rather than to actually get to the root cause of the illness. Oh, you know, I made a mistake. I I thought that when you said you saved your husband's life, that it had something to do with stem cell therapy, but it wasn't. Saving his life was um, maybe something to do with a bipolar disorder um, uh, diagnosis. Yes, exactly. So I was able to get my husband the proper 
treatment for bipolar disorder. Um, mm-hmm. Even to the point in time when he was in the hospital and he had accepted treatment, um, I had actually, it's interesting you bring this up today, Keisha, because I had just learned that the doctor who was in um, treating him at the hospital was suspecting depression. So after all the turmoil that we had gone through and after, you know, we had explained to doctors what was going on, they still wanted to diagnose him with depression initially. Um, So that was kind of the point in time where I really understood, um, you know, after saving his life at his lowest point, lowest moment in his life, that I really, you know, had a passion for healthcare and I had a passion for helping others because, you know, at that point in time, Keisha, I had let go of the marriage. I I had come to terms with that. We were going to end up in divorce, but um, we did repair a marriage and come full circle, um, you know, for actually an even better marriage today. So we were lucky in that regard. Wait, you guys got remarried? No, we, we, so the divorce never went through. Oh, what happened. Get out of town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you guys worked it out? We did. Then, you know, today it's six years later. That's great. Good for you. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. So you wrote a book entitled Untethered. Tell us a little bit about this book. Um What made you want to write the book and who this book is for? So this book is dedicated to my husband. And uh, I wrote this book as a way to really, you know, let people know that it's okay. You know, this mental illness, get past the stigma and understand that treatment is critical very early in the early stages. Um, it is a very raw uh, depiction of my journey. It, you know, has a lot of dirty laundry in there. <laughs> I, I wanted full disclosure for people to understand that, you know, they're not alone. And, and this can happen to anyone. Um, 90% of marriages fail uh, when one spouse has bipolar disorder, sadly enough. So we really beat the odds. And, you know, I, I would my duty is done if even one person is saved, gets treatment early, understands the severity of this disorder and how destructive it can be with family, within your families, within marriages, uh, you know, financially, emotionally, mentally, uh, you name it. Yeah, definitely. So can you tell us what are some signs that people should look out for if, you know, that they should probably go to therapy or get some type of evaluation if they see these signs? So as I indicated earlier, a lot of patients are depressed and they get treatment when they're depressed, but when they're in a manic phase, they don't necessarily get treatment because that's a phase where they're elated. They're, they feel like they're on a high. They, you know, feel like they can conquer the world. They have feelings of grandiosity on, you know, major bouts of creativity and don't necessarily need to sleep. So, you know, it, it can go both ways. And what happens is a patient can seesaw between depressive and manic states for days, for weeks, for months. So you really, really have to watch the illness. Because if you're just only recognizing the depressive phase, which 69, 69% of patients, it takes one decade or more to diagnose this disease. That's a lot of suffering. And, you know, that's suffering for the patient themselves, for the family to just seesaw back and forth. 
Um, you know, other symptoms of mania are, you know, extreme energy, irritability. They could be verbally or emotionally abusive, you know, irrational, talking fast. Um, you know, when they're depressed, they have feelings of helplessness and the lack of energy. So they're frozen, like incapacitated. They can't do basic tasks. Like, you know, sometimes they can't work. Uh, you know, my husband was jumping from job to job. Also, they, they're suicidal and they're delusional. And there's a lot of paranoia. So, you know, they can become literally a different person. So the, one of the biggest things is to be able to separate the disease from the person themselves. You know, and I always say to myself, I was a victim of his disorder, not his abuse. Mm, yeah, for certain. So um, <clears throat> today you guys are doing well. Um, is he on lifetime medication? Um, what are some things that he's doing to keep up with his health? He is on medication. Um, he, he does, you know, take extra steps to make sure he is healthy every single day. Um, you know, whether that is meditation and mindfulness, um, you know, trying to stay away from stressful situations or things that may trigger, you know, another manic phase, those kinds of things. Um, so we're very, you know, we're very well educated in this disease. And I would say that would be a really important thing for people to understand um, the illness itself, because that, that knowledge is so powerful. Yeah, for sure. So tell us where we can find your book and where we can keep up with you and um, all the things that you're doing because the stem cell therapy sounds amazing. And Thank you. you are also out there trying to educate people on bipolar illness. And I think that's great. So please tell us where we can keep up with you. Sure. You can find me at ShellySue.com, S-H-E-L-L-Y-S-O-O-D. Dot com, or you can find me at the company website at geostarchicago.com. That's G-I-O-S-T-A-R Chicago.com. Or feel free to email me at Shelly at geostarchicago.com. Do you guys ever take patients from other states? We do. Actually, a large percentage of our patient population comes from all over the country. Nice. All right, Shelly, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Sure, thank you, Keisha.